emergency. Hello. Hi. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That is not our intro. No, uh, at all. No. No. We actually have a great intro. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, and you just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, we're Cocktail Murder. Yes, we are. And yeah. the reason why we're giggly is because we drink. <laughs> That's what we do on and this here show. Murder. Yes, we talk about murder. Specifically, we talk about um, victims who are uh, people, a person of color. <laughs> who, do, who do we talk about? <laughs> You want to start over? You yes, want to start that yeah. over? Let's do that yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> we talk. What? We talk a boo. Oh, stupid. Okay. Okay. We talk about um, people of color or victims who are a person who is a person of color um, or specifically black victims um, because um, their stories are often buried Mm -hmm. um, or there's like some (laughs) unjust that goes on in their stories um, in this true crime community and that we've learned. And um, so we decided to use this platform to Mm -hmm. shed light on the stories that are in the dark. Yeah. Because their names deserve to be told. Yes. Their stories deserve to be told. Yes. And, uh, and that's why we're here mm-hmm. to tell those stories. Um, yeah. So, as you know, we start off with a random topic. As per usual, yes. What's our topic today, honey? The topic today... Oh, um, I'm Taj. Oh, yes. And I'm Honey. <laughs> I guess we should start introducing ourselves. We should say. Right? Because we're, like, so popular that everybody should know us yeah, already. Yeah, obviously. Or maybe we're so popular that they know us and we don't have to introduce ourselves. Yeah. But we're going to introduce ourselves anyways because we feel like it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I'm Honey. That's Taj. Yes. And <laughs> the topic... <laughs> The topic today is, um, it's about, (laughs) what's an appropriate age to get married? Oh yeah, what's an appropriate, that was the topic. Okay. You know, it's funny to our listenership, we actually aren't even (laughs) drinking anything hard today. We're drinking White White Claws. Claws. (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just naturally weird. Um... (laughs) Yeah, a, an appropriate age to get married. And here's the thing. You know, we had a discussion about uh, millennials, boomers, and um, Generation Z. That would be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had talked about how things are different. Um, things have changed. Um, I feel like in the olden days. Uh, <laughs> back in the olden days. Back in the olden days, people were just getting married at like 22 or whatever. Yeah. 21, what have you. Well, there was, like, a sense of, like, stability. I think for women specifically, it's like, you know what? As soon as you get to whatever age, Mm -hmm. you find a man. Yeah. um, You move in to his home Mm -hmm. or whatever he can provide. Yes. And that is your stability as a woman, is to be someone's wife. Yeah. And and is it... So much a sense of stability, or were they just trying to survive? 
that's important I I think back in the day too like jobs were less for women and women just couldn't really make as much money as we can Mm -hmm. today even though we still make less than men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but very clear um, back in the day Mm -hmm. it was like it was even worse to it was even harder to find a job Mm -hmm. or make money or anything like that um so yeah I think it was a sense of survival Mm -hmm. um I think now you're Gen Z I'm a millennial Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily need that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do, like me personally, I do want a husband. I do want a family. Yeah. I do want the house with the white picket fence, mm-hmm. all that stupid shit that you see on the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want like <clears throat> my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid of um, making my own way. I'm mm-hmm. not afraid of having to buy my own house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not afraid of... Um, having to support myself, right? You know, and um, and, and yeah, it's it's just a huge change now. Yeah, and not only that, I feel like women back then mistook having um a man providing like a home and a sense of stability as a standard and mm-hmm. that's not even like I feel like yeah that's a a sense of standard but I feel like. We know how low the bar can be with standards um, amongst what, amongst men and women, but we're going to talk about men. Um, so we know how low the bar can be, but I feel like that's probably the bare minimum of what you can provide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. a home. And I'm not going to marry you just because you can provide, you a, can home. provide a because home. Because I can provide a home to yeah, you. Exactly. So you providing a home is like... Oh, that's great and all, but it's cool. <clears throat> what else? Exactly. Like, what else do you have to offer? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's... So instead of just marrying the person that can co- that can provide these like basic necessities, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. you can very well provide for yourself. Um, definitely take a look at anything else the guy can provide, like a sense of. Um, I don't know, just... Well, I think as, like, again, millennials and Gen Z, we're all about being happy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we just, we want our mental health to be on point because the generations before us, they completely neglected their mental health. Yeah. And they just did what they felt was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think now we're just, I think that's what it is. When you're looking for your partner, Mm -hmm. you should look for what makes you happy. Sure, a house um, and a family, if that's something that you want, I'm sure that'll make you happy. Mm -hmm. But your relationship does have to have some kind of substance that will... That will provide like the longevity right. of your marriage, of mm-hmm. your happiness. And I'm not married or in a relationship, so who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I might be totally wrong about that. But mm-hmm. I do think like I would rather be single and happy than in a marriage and miserable. I agree. No, yeah. And I, totally I do agree. also think it depends on where we are. We're California girls. Yeah. And California is very progressive mm-hmm. when it comes to women. We're doing our own shit. We're entrepreneurs. Yep. We do what we want to mm-hmm. do. Whereas <clears throat> if you go to the South, to the Midwest states, I don't think that they necessarily have that same mentality. Mm. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I think a lot of people still have the mentality of mm. grow up, get married, I think it's have a family. Traditional for yeah, them. very traditional. Because there are there are plenty of women um, in the Midwest and in the South um, who can get it on their own for sure. Right. Um, but I think 
there is more of a traditional mental state there mm-hmm. um, where it's like, okay, we, Taj, you and I had the conversation about um, women's eggs running out. Time is ticking. Mm-hmm. The time is running mm-hmm. out with their eggs, right? And mm-hmm. so um, as women, especially with a traditional way of thinking, um, um Blah blah blah. I'll just cut that out. That long pause. I lost my train of thought. With the traditional way of thinking, you think you have to get married, like right now. You have to get married by Uh twenty-one so that you can bear the children you're supposed to bear. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that kind of opens up another conversation as well. Like, do you? You don't even have to have children. Um, Right. And that again, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Um, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, too, is women are expected to have kids mm -hmm. and some women just don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. And that is totally fine Mm -hmm. Um, for me personally. Like, I do want kids, Mm -hmm. but I do want them with my husband. Yeah. But I also don't think I want kids unless I have a husband. Exactly. If I don't happen to get married, I will probably not have kids. Exactly. No, yeah. I I feel like that's another thing, too. As women, we can finally pick and choose who we want to be with. Vice versa. Men, too. We are in a place where we can... We don't have to settle at all. And we don't have to compromise our worth Mm -hmm. to have the home, to have the family that we want to raise, and um, to just raise this family lifestyle exactly yeah exactly back in the day they didn't care no at all well i guess they couldn't care you know yeah it's probably just it, didn't it even, is what it is yeah. like it was what it was back then exactly just, this is what you're supposed to do yeah and you did it mm-hmm. but i think again we're in a generation where we see what the generations before us did and we're like Y'all are not happy. Fuck no. Yeah. Y'all are bitter. Y'all are stuck in these terrible marriages. Yeah. You're like we sticking do not it out it, for whatever yeah, reason when you don't have that. to. We want yeah. to like marry because we want to marry, not exactly. because we have to marry. Exactly. And um and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well hopefully I find my man soon. <laughs> <laughs> Time is ticking. <laughs> okay. 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 We are on a timeline, and that is another thing. If there are any young women listening, or any women actually yeah. listening, like don't put such a harsh timer on yourself. Yeah, I thought I would be married by mm-hmm. twenty two, have kids by twenty four. Mm-hmm. According to my timeline, I would have been in my big beautiful home, mm. taking care of my family mm-hmm. um, by now, and that has not happened for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that I hit a rough spot in my life where I felt like well, why isn't this happening? Mm. It hasn't happened, so it's never going to happen. And that's just not fair to put those expectations on yourself because mm. shit happens. Yeah. You do what you got to do. And and the the whole, like, with your eggs drying up yeah. and all that stuff, it's like there's this notion that your eggs start drying up as soon as you hit 30. Right. And it's like, that is not necessarily true. Yeah. Maybe it may be a little bit harder sure, you could start, to have it, kids. It could start declining. <laughs> yeah. But we also are in a space, we're in an era where women can freeze their eggs if it's that, that serious. Is, yeah, there's So a if you hit the age mm-hmm. of 30 and you're still a bit unsure what you want to do, you mm-hmm. we have options 
is what there I'm saying. Options. And don't yeah. be afraid to be an older parent. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Um, people say, oh, I don't want to be an old parent or whatever. Here's the thing. When we look at old parents, we're looking at boomers who were a lot older um, and having children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're... <sighs> Our new quote-unquote old age is probably hitting like 90 years old, meaning we're a lot more active than than your Mm -hmm. average person. Mm -hmm. So when we're 60 years old, we're going to be active. I see a lot of very, and I hope I don't offend any of our older (laughs) um, listeners, but I see a lot of active 50-year-olds. I see a lot of active 60-year-olds. As a matter of fact, my boss is 51, and he has a son who is six years old i didn't even put two and two together holy shit well dad i mean our own father we have a little sister who's only five yes years old and our dad is in his damn near 60 (laughs) yeah 60 yeah he's i mean he i and i say this all the time our dad he's mm -hmm. in his 60s and he literally like single-handedly moved me from one apartment to another yeah um like when i when i moved out of one apartment he literally took all of my boxes and moved them into my new apartment by himself really i mean i helped but what the fuck sure no yeah no a a lamp (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but that's the thing it's like don't be afraid to be a quote yeah don't be afraid to be a quote-unquote old parent because you're not gonna if you take care of yourself you're not gonna be bad Right. That's just the bottom line. Exactly. If you take care and that, of yourself, that's what it's, it's about. Okay. Take yeah. care of yourself. And that goes into, once again, mental health. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they work. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Charlie's going through the purses right now. Um, I think a lot of people... They do focus on their, like, physical health, Mm -hmm. but mental health is a big part of that, too. Mm. And so if you take care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, I think that we will all live long, wonderful lives. But if we neglect those things, and, like, one of those three things, if we neglect them, Mm -hmm. then I think that that takes a big toll on us. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So don't worry about timelines. Don't worry about yeah, getting married. Don't worry about having kids. It'll Honestly, if it happens, yeah, yeah, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you just have to fall in love with yourself, honestly. Mm. And, and that's the most important mm. thing. It is. Is to fall in love with yourself. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a word from Taj and Honey. <laughs> 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 Okay, so I'm first. Um, okay, this is obviously fucked up. Um, okay, this one is called um, the Wesson Cult, or also known as the Vampire Cult. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. okay. Crazy. This one's like, like what? Like, whoa. Um... Okay, so I'm going to start by talking about Marcus Wesson. He was the oldest of four children who grew up in Kansas. His mother was religious and his father and his father was an abusive alcoholic who abandoned the family when Marcus was a child. 
Um, in early 1960, his family moved to San Bernardino, California. Okay. <clears throat> I hate... <laughs> Sorry to the IE people, but I hate San Bernardino. I was going to say, um, there was nothing out there in the 60s, and there's still nothing still out there nothing today. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, come hush. here. Come here. Come here, buddy. He's like, all right. Like, I'm for real bored, bitches. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'm ready to go. Okay. <clears throat> Marcus dropped out of high school and joined the military between 1966 to 1968. He was known to be very eccentric and undoubtedly had an influence on people. He met Rosemary Solorio and they had two children, <laughs> one a son that they had together, um, and two, a daughter that Rosemary had who came from another man. Um, <clears throat> the daughter was named Elizabeth. Marcus started sexually abusing Elizabeth. Oh, no. And when she turned 15, this motherfucker married her. Oh, gosh. And they had 10 children together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the freaking fuck? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so um, Rosemary actually reported to have seven children, um, and this was the girl that he met at first, um, and sent them to live with Marcus. Okay. Supposedly, she was, like, caught under his spell and was, like, yeah, I mean, okay with him. He basically groomed her to, like... Well, Rosemary's the mother of Elizabeth. Oh. So Rosemary was... Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, the family moved around often as Marcus couldn't keep a steady job. Go figure. Mm -hmm. um, he ended up collecting welfare. Uh, he would scavenge McDonald's trash bins for burgers and like other foods. Um, they lived in an old school bus um, and an old boat and was just like moving around. With all the kids and all stuff? All the kids. Oh my goodness. The children never went to school. Instead, they were homeschooled with flashcards and old textbooks. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Um, when the children got old enough to work, Marcus would take their earnings and create what would be a compound in a building in Fresno, California. Which is so fucked up. Honestly, children, if you live at home and you know your parents are going to take your paycheck, mm -hmm. hide it. Honestly, like, that's yours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do, like... That's a pretty common thing. It is. A lot of, a lot of people do that. Yeah, and parents are taking the children's paycheck to survive, but honestly, like, for these kids, like, that's, you, that's their money. Mm -hmm. That's your money. You mm -hmm. shouldn't have to give it up to you, your parents. Right. and and be caught up in this cycle of struggle, like get out of there. Mm -hmm. um, he taught the Colt family um, his own form of Christianity by calling himself Jesus Christ oh, wow. and any law authorities, Satan. Wow. Um, yeah, and they believed him. Um, he bought 10 antique coffins to demonstrate that if anyone tried to split up the family, they should be prepared to die for the sake of the family. Whoa. Like it was a cult cult. Yo, this guy is 
wild. Fucking wild. Uh, because Marcus was <laughs> into vampires, <laughs> he gave everyone vampire names, including himself. <laughs> names? Sure. <laughs> Name G. Van Marcus by. <laughs> Marcus Spire <laughs> and it was a mixture between Jesus, Marcus and Vampire very creative wow. very creative, creative guy wow. we have a creative guy on our <laughs> G. Van Marcus Spire was his vampire wow. name <laughs> you didn't go to school <laughs> at all like, whoa <laughs> oh, wow um, yeah within this cult Go figure, Marcus molested his daughters and, of course, the nieces. Of course. Um, He ended up having five wives um, that consisted of two daughters and five nieces. So he married married five of his nieces and two of his daughters. And super sick. And he would have like a Bible and they would say their vows with their hand on the Bible. Just crazy. Yeah. It's it's a scary thing to think too because the kids are like growing up in this cult, mm-hmm. so they literally they no don't idea. know any better. Yep, at oh, all. That's and so they scary. didn't go to they didn't go to school. They weren't exposed to anything outside of this. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Um. He was an extremely jealous piece of shit. Um. He would physically abuse one of his daughter slash wife. Um, if she talked to boys or didn't finish her lesson, like oh for gosh. school, like fucking, like whoa, yeah, <laughs> you know, this guy is seriously sick. Yeah, <clears throat> the women would dress in a black robe, walking behind Marcus, like on some creepy shit. Whoa, yeah, he like, really thought they were like vampires. Yeah, for real. Yeah, like what the fuck? Um. One neighbor literally said, quote, I pegged him as a Jonestown cult leader. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and here's my thing. If you're going to start a cult, don't be a fucking weirdo. Because if you're a weirdo, <laughs> they're going to know you're a cult. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to yeah. know you're they're a cult. They figure that shit out. All the time. They yeah. figure it out all the time. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. <laughs> um, and there's no, like... Just like regular cults, like no. people that like regular things. Yeah, it's always like some crazy, extreme, fucked up thing. Yeah, yeah, it's always something. Yeah, just oh my goodness, out of the ordinary. Um, most of the sons left the home when they were old enough, and a few of the daughters left it as well. Excuse me. However, there were daughters and nieces who ended up staying. Um, In 2003, they lived in an office building in Fresno. They quickly got evicted because it's not a residential building. Duh. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. I will say that. Like in other circumstances, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, in other circumstances. In this circumstance. <laughs> well, this guy is a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but in other circumstances I've though, I definitely that agree. Was up. Yeah. You can, like someone can't rent out an office space and live in it. Yeah. It's like, but if that's the only thing that if I that's can afford, their last resort, yeah. 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 But, yeah. 
On March 12, 2004, two of the daughters slash wives had left and, like, it's so weird to say, you know? Seriously. Um, two of the daughters slash wives had left and vouched for their children. Marcus obviously refused to give up the children, and the remaining children called their mothers Lucifer and whores. Oh my god. Yeah, like they were, they like were they totally were that brainwashed. brainwashed, yeah. Wow. Insane. Um, the two women left without their children and returned with the police. Officers ordered Marcus to come out, but he fled inside the building. The police called the city attorney who told them they had no legal right to go inside. Then the two women came out of the building and reported Marcus having a gun. Police back up and a SWAT team arrived. Damn. Yeah. All that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing, but damn. Yeah. Um, just as they were taking positions around the house, Marcus emerged covered in blood and surrendered. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. What the police found inside was so horrific that some of them went on administrative leave or into counseling. The nine bodies of the children who were all shot through one eye were tangled up in a bloody pile of clothing. The victims ranged in age from 1 to 25. Oh, my God. Two were Marcus's daughters. The other seven were children of his daughters and nieces, um, all of them under 8 10 years of age. 8 to 10 years of age. Wow. Um, the coffins Marcus had bought lined the wall of one of the rooms. Um, that night, six police chaplains reported to the building to sue the, de- the detectives gathering evidence. The mayor of Fresno said the city would never be the same again after the largest mass killing in its history. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Poor so, isn't that like, and it's sad because they had no idea. They had no idea. They were, you know, I... I've never been involved in a cult, so I don't know what it's like to be at the time mm-hmm. when it's time to take your life. Yeah, yeah. Were they okay with it yeah. as kids? Was it like, okay, this is what we that have to do, true. you if know? They, because, I I mean, if this was a cult, be, I, I'm not sure if all cults, if the the end result is to die, mm-hmm. but I wonder if, if this was the end result for them, was mm-hmm. to die, if they just kind of took it as this is what I'm here for exactly is to die for this cult Mm -hmm. and so then they just took it like did they put up a fight yeah did they think it was off or anything oh man that's scary yeah right that's scary the DA argued that Marcus did not fire the shot that it was one of the daughters whose name is Sabrina um that Marcus proclaimed to be like a soldier of the family um and that ruled to be true Oh, whoa. Yeah. So Marcus, however, was convicted of nine counts of first-degree murder on June 17, 2005, and also found guilty on 14 counts of forcible rape and the sexual molestation of seven of his daughters and nieces. Marcus was sentenced to death on June 27, 2005, and is currently in the San Quentin State Prison. Currently? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
And that is the case what? of the Wesson cult slash vampire cult murders. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Crazy. First of all, I just got to say this one more time. J. Van Marcus Beyer. <laughs> J. Van Marcus Beyer. J. Van Marcus Beyer. Yes, sir. Jay Van, think you are a grown ass man. <laughs> saying, you know what? He was very clearly sick in the head. We're vampires, <laughs> and I am Jay Van Marcus Spire. And just because he liked vampires, not just because not, he felt like no, vampire. just because he liked it. Because he liked them. he liked the idea of it and went wow. with it. Dude, that guy is crazy, sick, and. Um, Rosemary, the mom, what she the fuck? was fucking sick too. Sick as well. And, you know, again, I I don't think I would ever be in a position to be so influenced by a guy to give up my 15-year-old daughter Fif- like that. Oh and then be okay yeah. with sending the rest of my children to him. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like this woman is was obviously like sick. Like what did like did he pay her? Did she just oh, I don't man, know. So I don't many, think he like, paid her. Questions. He just he just had a hold on her in some way and it's just had a hold on her, had a hold on her daughter, and I'm assuming she and knew then, that he was sexually molesting her daughter absolutely. before he married her. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow, that is so sad. That's a such a sad story. Yeah. It just seems like he had all these women under mm-hmm. his spell. Women and not even women, like girls. Like yeah, little, little girls, girls. Mm-hmm. under his spell. And they had no idea. They were calling their moms Lucifer. Yeah. Because they felt like what they, they were, were leaving, doing yeah. was the right thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, God. That's... It's sad. That's such a sad story. Yeah. It's very sad. Mm. Like, what the fuck? Poor baby. Yeah. Shot disgusting. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh man, yeah. That guy, he needs to rot. This, this is he one of really those does. situations where, and I might get killed for this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or not. I'm not gonna get killed yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, when it comes to like the death penalty, mm. certain times I feel like the death penalty is wrong because it 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 absolutely sure is yeah you shouldn't take another life you should not take right. another person's life that's not up to us to decide um but um in these situations i don't like the death penalty not because it's because he shouldn't have his life taken from him yeah it's because it's too easy mm-hmm. you have been such a terrible person mm-hmm. that just killing you mm-hmm. is way too easy way too like easy. what you need to do is you need rot. to sit there and think about oh, everything my gosh. think about your own life think about yourself yes. think about what you've done what you've done in a fucking little tiny cell yeah by yourself with no outside contact with yep. anyone, and you just eat gross gruel for yep. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. Like, I just, oh my gosh. Yeah. I know it sounds like torture, and that probably isn't good It is. Either, no, but it but is torture, and it is good. Did, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's no coming back from that. No. You do not need to be a part yeah. of any type of society if that's At all. the type of person you are. Yep. Oh, Agreed. That's gross. I so agree. 
Oh, man. <sighs> you guys for my story Mm -hmm. we are going to talk about the lynching of Frasier B and Julia Baker okay so we're gonna start with a quick history lesson and we're going back to 1896 and do you know who was elected president in 1896 hell no me either (laughs) It's always like crazy to me when people know, like, uh-huh. oh yeah, it was like, who knows the president? Grid for a bribe, right? <laughs> no, you know, like, seriously. <laughs> okay, well, the pre- the president that was elected was President William McKinley. McKinley, and he was okay. a Republican. <laughs> you don't know who McKinley. <laughs> I sure is. Don't know who you McKinley said McKinley. Is. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> the last name's familiar. <laughs> I actually have never heard of this president before i should yeah. probably brush up on the presidents even though I should probably who, the, who do fucking that cares too. they never liked us anyways none of them liked us okay <clears throat> so anyways during his remaining tenure as president he appointed hundreds of black people to postmasterships across the southern united states mm. what is a postmaster you ask yeah <laughs> a postmaster is the head of an individual post office And is basically in charge of, like, the distribution and organization of all of the mail and uh, making sure the mail gets to where it's supposed to get to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, We, as we know, the post office jobs or postmasters are actually government jobs. Oh. Um, So that's actually a pretty cool thing. It wasn't, like, a super high power position, but it was definitely something to take note of. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was... Um, I mean, you, basically, you'd think it was great given that black people basically weren't allowed to do anything. Yeah. I mean, this is a time where Jim Crow laws were in full effect, mm. disenfranchisement, the compromise mm. of 1877. Damn. Um, so basically, the fact that black people were even allowed to have this type of government job yeah, was an anomaly. Yeah. Wow. That was a big thing. Uh, however, then came the whites. Okay. So, there were a few vigilante white supremacist groups that were popular around that time. Mm -hmm. There was the KKK, Mm. the Indiana Whitecaps, Mm. the Red Shirts, and the Black Legion. And the Black Legion was a group that actually split from the KKK. Yeah, it's like okay, you're still white supremacist though. Like, who cares if you split from another white supremacist group? So these fuckers, Mm -hmm. I'm uh, there's a lot of f words I'm dropping in this one because it kind of makes me angry. Okay, so these fuckers claimed that hiring black postmasters would increase their political power Mm -hmm. and embolden them to proposition white women. Okay. So, so that was their fear, and that's why they feel like black people, black men, should not have these jobs as postmasters. Oh, what? That was what they claimed, at least. That doesn't even make sense. But right. So, Fraser B. Baker, he was a 40-year-old black teacher from Lake City, South Carolina. He had six children with his wife, Lavinia B. 
Baker. Mm -hmm. In 1897, he himself was appointed postmaster of Lake City. Okay. Lake City was known to be overwhel overwhelmingly white. Mm. It had less than a dozen black residents, mm. which, like, I wonder how that worked, right? So being the only black family on the block mm -hmm. nowadays is scary. Mm -hmm. But, like, being the only black person on the block back in those days, mm -hmm. I mean, that was, like, life or death, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine yeah. being one of one dozen black residents yeah. in a fully white town yeah. like it's that just seems to be scary yeah. just yeah. the things that they probably had to go through just mm -hmm. to live mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay so Fraser Baker became the postmaster and mm -hmm. the whites immediately boycotted the post office and circulated petitions calling for his dismissal okay. They began filing complaints against him, accusing him of being incompetent, ill-mannered, and lazy. Mm -hmm. At one point, he started receiving so many death threats that he had to reduce the mail deliveries from three times a day to one time a day. Oh, my God. Because he feared for his life. Yeah. The Whites decided that that was another chance to file a complaint of his laziness and oh incompetence. My God. So they threatened his yeah. life and then when he took precautions yeah. about his life they were like oh well you're not doing yeah. your job yeah like what kind of shit yeah. is that yeah um okay so um violence definitely began to rise against him at one point the post office which was also his home mm -hmm. was shot up <gasps> then later it was set on fire All the authorities did was recommend that the post office be relocated to the outskirts of Lake City, okay. and they moved it there in hopes of relieving the racial tension. But one thing we know white people will do is they will travel to be racist. Mm. Mm. And that's what they did. Mm. Um, on February 21st of 1898, at 1 a.m., the Baker family awoke to find that their house, which was also the post office, mm -hmm. was on fire. Lavinia, his wife, immediately tried to extinguish the fire, but was unable to. Oh my God. She grabbed her youngest child, her name was Julia, and she was only two years old, into her arms, and she gathered the rest of their five children. Mm -hmm. Fraser Baker in hopes of trying to get his family um, out of their burning home, he saw that the front door was, they were able to get out of the front door, basically. He runs to the front door to gather his family out, and as soon as he opens the front door, shots rang out. Mm. The gunshots struck him in the head and body, killing him as he fell back into the burning <gasps> home. I'm like, how bad is it that you're trying to escape a yeah. burning house yeah. and then you open the door and literally a white mob is out there waiting for you to open yeah. the front door. Yeah. And as soon as you open it, they shoot you and kill you instantly. That is just terrible. Lavinia, his mm. wife, was also, was also shot in her forearm, <gasps> which caused her to drop Julia. In which then a bullet then hit two-year-old Julia and killed her instantly. Oh, my God. <sighs> Lavinia 
and the rest of her children were actually able to escape the burning home while her husband and two-year-old daughter lied there um, dead while it burned down. They were able to actually run across the road and hide in the bushes. After the gunfire and flames subsided, they were able to take refuge in a neighbor's house, which sounds simple, right? Okay, you escape the house, you run and hide in some bushes across the way, and you wait until the flames go out so that you can like go to your neighbor's house. But you know how long it probably took for oh those flames God, to go out? To burn out. That's they a whole they home. were yeah they were probably hiding in those bushes for almost a yeah. full day. Yeah, and then on top of that, have to watch your back. Having to watch so your back because these people there. are you're clearly not out. exactly you're, you are con- yeah. like in fear for alert. your life. Yeah, for hours upon hours upon hours. And that is just, these people are trying to kill you. They were trying, they knew they're trying to get rid of the whole family. So we all need to be safe and hide. It's just, it's so scary. Okay. Lavinia, his wife, who was 37, she was shot in her arm. Her daughter, Rosa, was 18 years old. And she suffered from a broken arm from a gunshot. Cora was 14. Mm-hmm. She was shot in the right hand. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, 11, was shot in the abdomen and oh suffered a broken gosh. arm. Sarah, 7, and Millie is 5, and they were unharmed. Oh, my goodness. They remained in hiding in Lake City for three days and never received any medical treatment. So word got out about what happened um, and the lynching was actually defended by people who agreed with the South Carolina Senator Benjamin Tillman. Fuck you, Benjamin Tillman. What? Okay, so how is that justifiable? And Okay. This is how it was justifiable. They defended the lynching because they believed that, and I quote, the proud people of Lake City shouldn't have to receive their mail from a nigger anyways. <gasps> yes. And the senator just wholeheartedly agreed. South Carolina senator absolutely agreed. Absolutely. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my God. The investigation. They were out of the way. They moved out of the way. They moved out of the way. What's so crazy about it is how strong that family even had to be to put up with what they had to put up with in the first place. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, the death threats. They their home and place of business had been shot at. Yeah, it had already been burned down. Yeah, once. And so then they move, and once again, what white racist people will do is they will travel mm-hmm. to be racist white people. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Wow. And uh, once again, this is a post office. A post office. You need your mail, bitch. You do. And they have allowed it to just burn down. And they, they burned it down. Themselves, they burned it down. It is just ridiculous. So the investigation and trial went as we expect in these kinds of situations. The McKinley administration conducted an investigation and offered $1,500, which 
In today's money, it would be $46,098 is what it says. Um, And that was the reward for the arrest and conviction of anybody who was in the white mob that uh, The whole fucking town? Exactly. Okay, in April of 1899, two men, Joseph Newham and Early Lee, turned state's witness in order to have their charges dropped. So basically, they snitched Mm. so that their charges would be dropped. Uh, With their help, prosecutors indicted 13 men on charges of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, assault, and destruction of mail. Mm. When the trial began, they had 11 defendants. They are Alonzo Fuckface Rogers, Mm. Charles Dickhead Joyner, Edwin Bitchass Rogers, Mm. Ezra Asshole McKnight, Mm. Henry Piece of Shit Goodwin, Mm. Henry Toscum Stokes, Mm. I'm running out of words, Marion Dipshit Clark, Mm. Martin Fuckface, Fuckface Ward, Uh Moultrie Small Dick Epps. Uh-huh. Oscar Come Bucket Kelly. <laughs> Come Bucket. <laughs> and one uh-huh. more. W A. Um W A Fart Face. <laughs> fart Face Webster. Ugh. Yes. Them. So yeah, the jury was composed of all white businessmen from across the state. Why there were no black people on the jury, that doesn't make sense because black people were allowed to be a part of the jury in 1888. Mm. Um, is it 1888? Yep, 1888. Or mm. 1880, sorry. And um, But also we know that there this was yeah. a Jim Crow law era. Yeah. Um, it was everything was segregated so even though we were technically allowed to be in the jury that doesn't mean yeah that it actually happened exactly uh knew him uh the state's witness Mm -hmm. he admitted to actually starting the fire and he showed no remorse (gasps) for the death of fraser and julia baker so he was just okay with Absolutely. Confessing. He confessed wow. and his charges were dropped because Why? he confessed and he gave up everyone else who was a part of the mob. So he totally like got off scot-free. But because he snitched on the other people, he was ostracized from Lake City and had to be placed under police protection. Oh What's crazy is that he wasn't placed under police protection and he wasn't ostracized for burning and lynching yeah. and killing a family, a, a family yeah. right? A man and his daughter, an innocent yeah. man and father. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, man, man and father yeah. and daughter. Yeah. Um, but he was ostracized because he snitched on the other people that helped. Like, isn't that fucked up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's um, twisted. There was, however, another witness, Henderson Mm -hmm. Williams, and he was a black man. Mm -hmm. And he testified that he had seen armed white men at the post office on the night of the lynching. However, he was threatened Mm. and was told that he will be handled the same way they handled Fraser Baker. And he was scared for his life and fled with his family. Mm. 
The all-white jury deliberated for 24 hours and then declared a mistrial. What? Yep. On what grounds? The jury was unable to reach a verdict. What? Because the votes were five to five. What the fuck? Like, what? What? Do you what need to make you feel like any of these people are innocent? Why do five of the jurors yeah. feel like this like none of these people should go to prison for killing them? We like when why. they literally the man who actually started the fire confessed yeah. to it. And snitched. And there has been so much like evidence and witnesses mm-hmm. that have told you that these people need to go to prison and you decided because Fraser Baker is a black man yeah. that he doesn't deserve the justice. Right. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Right. Unfortunately, the case was never retried after that. Shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Following the mistrial, the Lake City Whites, listen to this, the Lake City Whites asked that the post office be restored because they needed to begin mailing again. So you motherfuckers burned down the post office and then demanded it be restored so that you can mail. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you need to get your mail out. Now that the black man, the black postmaster is dead, now you need mail that needs to get out. Like, oh man, I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm baffled Seriously. Right now and speechless. Stupid. Um, They're stupid. That's what they the are. Fact, the fact that the family moved away, uh-huh. moved out of the way. Moved out of Lake City on the outskirts to avoid this happening. Yeah. And then... The racist they white went, people they of Lake made City, their way to the family. They went out of their way to do this. It's ridiculous. So Lavinia, his wife, uh, she remained in Charleston, South Carolina for several months before moving to Boston. Shortly after moving to Boston, her children developed tuberculosis oh, and died. No. Um, so she became, she was just by herself oh, wow. at that point. Um Eventually, she returned back to South Carolina and spent the rest of her days um, in South Carolina. In 1918, they turned the burned-down post office building into a church, a black church. Mm. But in 1955, the church was burned down by a mob of white supremacists. No. It's like they they don't give up. Yeah, at all. They're relentless. White supremacists are relentless. Yeah. In 2003, it did become a historical landmarker. Um, So I guess that is a good thing. Now it's a historical landmark. But the fact that they burned it down, the post office down, because a black man was the postmaster. And then after they caused all the strife within the community, within his family, um, they turned it like it turned into a church and then they burned the church down down. yeah it's like what the heck yeah you know like it's just ridiculous yeah ridiculous yeah 
And yeah, that is the story. That is the lynching of Fraser Baker and Julia Baker. Yeah. No, that's, um, again, what, what gets me is the fact that the family moved out of the way. Um, uh-huh. And I, I hate, I seriously hate when people say, um, specifically talking about our community, uh-huh. um, why we can't work hard enough uh-huh. to get to where um, we need to be, why we can't work hard enough yep. to be successful and what success is in this country. And to be quite honest, you see throughout history is that our people have been working hard. We actually worked from nothing. Yeah. And got literally to a nothing. fantastic place yeah. for it to literally be being burned down. We come from less than nothing. We come from less than nothing. And we have worked so hard to get where we, we are. We come and from he, not yes. being considered human beings. Literally. Literally. Not even a human being. And it's like something as simple as running the post office. A very essential service. Yeah. That everybody needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all need the post office Mm -hmm. now and back then. They needed it even more. Yep. Back then. Yep. And so the fact that you would be that racist, that you would burn down something so essential. So essential. And then after burning it down, demand to restore it. Demand that service again. Oh my god. When you have that service. It's so, it's so sad. And, and to think, it, what's sad is that that family did those fuckers a favor by moving out of the exactly, way. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know what, you, y'all are uncomfortable with us being here, so how about we move yeah. away to make y'all comfortable? Mm-hmm. And they still went out of their way. Yep. Yep. To burn it down. And not just burn the post office. They didn't just burn the post office and their home down. Mm -hmm. They were, they killed them. They were out to murder the entire family. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so wrong. The entire family. It's so wrong. Wow. I just, I can't, that is just such a terrible story. And the fact that the state senator agreed with the lynching. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah. to think how many Defended other, it. yeah, just even to this day, to think how many other state senators or um, men and women uh-huh. who are in office exactly. that um, that have that mentality. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's amazing when I when I research stories like this. It's amazing how many people were in office, mm-hmm. like government, mm-hmm. politics, office. Mm-hmm how many of them were white supremacists. Yeah. There were more white supremacists. Yes. Self, but like they, they say it out loud. Yeah. They do Mm -hmm. not like us, Mm -hmm. period. Um, There were more of them than there were not of them. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Yep. And then the fucking five people on the jury. Uh Uh-huh said that they're not guilty and then they didn't continue with trial yeah they didn't reselect no no not at all a team of jurors at all all. so uh, like his wife had to go the rest of her life knowing that knowing who murdered her husband and her two-year-old daughter you know and and not getting any justice for it and again, in 1955, the church that was built in the place of the post office was burned down. 1955? Yeah. And it was because of um, still the the tension yeah. of Fraser Baker being a black postmaster that worked there. Right. And that was in the 1800s. That was 1890s. Yeah. 
1955, that is generations and generations of people that are still angry. Yes. That is anger being passed down. That is white supremacy being passed down. Yep. And, oh, and we see it prevalent to this day. And it's still here. Yeah. Still here. Still being passed down. Yeah. Oh, man. Whew. Wow. Wow. Got my blood boiling. Yeah. That story. What an upsetting story. Whew. Uh, Alright. Yeah. Dude. Upsetting stories. Both of those stories were like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, very upsetting. Very upsetting. Disgusting. Disgusting and just um I, I just don't get how people can be so full of hate. Yeah, no seriously. You know. Yeah. To it, that degree of slaying of trying you know trying to slay a family yeah um, but to go out of their way to slay a family uh-huh. absolutely in the most brutal way mm-hmm. possible and if burning down a building isn't enough they were making sure that they did not get out of that home exactly. alive they were positioned to shoot the family yeah if they escaped the house and it's like yeah dude what the fuck yeah no that's insane yeah yeah your story was crazy too i mean oh my gosh (laughs) that guy was really sick in the head really sick yeah oh my god needed some serious help and unfortunately it was too late to help him yeah yeah i think it definitely was family oh man yeah the survivors are still alive yeah the women who survived yeah, him. Yeah, some and of the women are still alive, and I'm sure there I'm, are interviews out. Yeah, and they have, you know? I'm sure they had to go through, they have so much PTSD. Yeah. They probably had to go through so much therapy. Yeah. Probably still have to go through yeah. so much therapy in order to just, yeah, man, make it through. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is cocktail murder. <laughs> <laughs> We're all upset and yeah. sad. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is the reason why we do this. Um, we like to, again, shed light on these stories um, from our community. Yeah. Um, just to really see what's out there. Um, yeah. One, and two, uh, to take a look at our history, you know, given the year of your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and once again, it, it's, it's important for us to say these names. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. important for us to... If we do not know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And it's important that we know these stories mm-hmm. so that we know how to move forward. Exactly. Um, because these are stories that happen again mm-hmm. and again and again. Absolutely. That was not the first lynching. No. And it was not the last lynching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and yep. yeah, it's, it's a huge need for us to... To see what's going on in mm-hmm. our communities, understand what's happening, yeah, and and find ways to move forward. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, again, thank you guys for listening to us. Um, yeah. we we are on live Instagram live every Wednesday, seven p.m. PST. Make sure you grab your drinks and sip with us. Um, uh-huh. we definitely we especially love our lives because it's so we much get fun. to actually like interact with you guys yeah. and um, it's so much fun. It's I love it. I look yeah. forward to it. We every drink week. like a lot. Yeah, everybody gets drunk. It's so drunk and yeah. it's amazing. It's lots of fun. Um, lots. We get to talk lots of shit yeah oh my gosh so much shit just drunk (laughs) shit it's 
amazing. I yeah. love reading your comments. It's hilarious. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, definitely join our live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. PST. Um, and then, of course, our episodes drop every Wednesday at yes. midnight. So, um, I guess that's it. That wraps it up. Yeah. Um, until next time, we'll cheers it out to the next murder. Woo-hoo. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.